Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message. Thanks for tuning in today. I want you to turn just for a few moments this morning, if you'll give me uh, 15, uh, uh, okay, 20 minutes. And uh, uh, open your Bibles to Proverbs, the third chapter. Why is this important? Because today... Uh, I was not feeling well all night last night, literally all night last night. I didn't feel well until my wife laid hands on me this morning and prayed for me. And uh, literally that thing lifted. And so I want to say, honey, you can lay hands on me anytime you want to. Praise the Lord. In Proverbs, the third chapter, now Proverbs, the third, the verse, uh, third chapter, the verse I'm going to read were the very verses that uh, our pastor gave to Vicki and I when we got married. And it's uh, literally, it's a passage of scripture that has become the foundation of our lives as, as believers for the 50 years that we've been together. And uh, Proverbs, I'll go there in my Bible, Proverbs, the third chapter. And it says this, verse uh, um, five. And we've shared on this with their offerings and stuff, but I'm going to share a little bit on this today because I know it is God that I do. Proverbs 3, five says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Say all your heart. And the Bible says, and don't lean to your own understanding. Don't let your reasoning get in the way or come between you and what God has promised in his word. Uh, uh, lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. The message Bible is beautiful. It says this, trust God from the bottom of your heart. And don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice. In everything you do, and everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. Now, there's, there's, there's a few ways that we hear God's voice. Most importantly, the way we hear God's voice is through his written word. But sometimes people will literally come up to you and give you a word. Now, if it isn't something that's already been in your heart as a confirmation, uh, throw it out the window, and, uh, or at least shelf it and let God be the God. Don't let people control you, you know, you know especially when that is their incentive. You trust God. Don't lean on your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him. I love this. He's the one who will keep you on track. The one thing you can count on regarding God and his word is, number one, they're unchangeable. And number two, they're unfailable. God cannot fail. His word cannot fail. Can you shout amen to that? I want you to just really listen today. But if I say something that inspires you, just give a good shot once in a while. Don't sit there like you're about ready. You're just about ready to go into a comatose state uh, because it's so important when the word of God is being preached that you tell, your, you, you tell that old man to wake up, amen, and listen. Can I have an amen? <laughs> and though the world around you may be in a chaos mode, Solomon wanted you to know and wanted me to know that you can trust God, listen, with your present and with your future. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says this, you, God, Isaiah speaking to God, you, God, will keep uh, 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 him in, keep in perfect peace uh, whose thoughts are fixed on you, fixed on your love, your goodness, your faithfulness, your unfailing love. The word peace is the word shalom. It literally means safety. It means, um, it means happiness, welfare, health, prosperity, favor, rest, and wholeness. And I understand, listen, I understand there's, a, there's a, the whole extreme thing about prosperity. But, and prosperity is measured by 
everyone individually. Uh, can I have an amen? To me, uh, to, I mean, prosperity to me is, is this, that you pay your tithes and off, able to pay your tithes and offerings, able to get your bills paid for, and, and have uh, enough left over to, to, to bless others if God inspires you to do so, and to build the kingdom of God. Can I have an amen? So it's on different levels. I'm not, that, I just wanted you to know that and, uh, because we do believe in the balance of that. Verse 4 says, trust in the Lord always for the Lord. God is the eternal rock. That simply means no matter what happens in the world, how unstable the world is in the present or in the future, the rock of salvation, he'll promise to keep you, to bless you, provide for you, to protect you and guide you through the course of your life. And I just want to encourage all of you in that because every one of us go through seasons of great challenges and trials, but I want you to know that God is there. God loves you. You're his child, and he's going to take care of you. Now shout amen if you believe that. Now, Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.1, he says, in the last days, there will, be ver- uh, there, there will be very difficult times, and, and he means in every area, socially, economically, uh, politically, and the Amplified says, understand this, that in the last days will come perilous times. Perilous times of great stress, uh, trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. And here's the root cause of these challenging times in verse 2. For people will be lovers of self and utterly self-centered. And any time in history, and I just want you to know, especially young kids, any time in history when a nation begins to move away from God and become self uh, righteous. Remember, there are three things we are without God, or there's three, three things we become when we leave God. We're self-righteous, we're self-ruling, and we're self-indulgent. And, and, and that's exactly what it is. So any nation that begins to move away from God and become self-centered, their rebellion and their transgressions is what creates the chaos or what creates the peril uh, in any nation. The word peril means exposure to injury. It means loss or destruction. And God is the only one who's able to bring us through these kinds of adversities when we're dealing with them. If you believe that, say amen. This morning, I'm just going to look for a moment at a Bible character who really established a trust relationship with the eternal God of heaven. And I want you, and of course, his name is David, the son of Jesse. And one thing, first of all, before I say anything about David, I want you to understand this. David wasn't born again. Thank you. David, who was the Old Testament believer, he wasn't born again. He didn't have the, he didn't have the spirit in him. He, had the, he had the, definitely had the fruit of the spirit. He had the evidence of God in his life, but he, he didn't have the advantage that we have. We have Christ in us, the hope of glory. Can I have an amen? So I just want you to know that up front. But here he spent the first 17 years of his life cultivating a deep, Love and passion for Almighty God. And at the same time, building a platform of faith and faithfulness, uh, not realizing that his future and divine call would require such allegiance. You don't know what you're going to go through in the future. God does, and God wants to prepare you for anything that's ahead. So whatever it is, you'll come through out the other side in victory. Can I have an amen? It's true. The moment that God anointed David to be king of Israel... Hell from all four corners of the earth came against David to stop the thrust of what God had destined him to be. Once King Saul got wind that David was going to take his throne, I always think about this. It wasn't just King Saul. It wasn't just King Saul. It was King Saul's army. 
And they were after Saul. Uh, they were after David. Listen, and they pursued David for 13 years. I want you to think about this. When God anointed him to be king of Israel, it, uh, uh, it, what he, David thought in his mind might be uh, months turned out to be 13 years. So, so 13 years, this king, who is obsessed and possessed by the devil, was pursuing the next anointed one of Israel to destroy his life. So he's, he's on the run. He's hiding. He's, um, he's with the Philistines, actually fighting with the Philistines. And there was one point uh, prior to that, but there was one point as he's running from King Saul that he's hiding in a cave. And King Saul came in to the cave, one translation, uh, one says to rest, one translation says to relieve himself. I think that's kind of a funny, uh, that's kind of funny. Anyway, uh, he's in the cave, and while he's in there, David is literally breathing down his neck. I mean, he's literally inches away from him. And just a complete, a perfect opportunity to take his sword and thrust it right through King Saul and step into that anointed place that God had destined him to be. But the Bible says the moment he just cut a piece of thread off of the royal robe, that conviction just pierced his heart. And David knew that he had, he had, he, 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 David knew that he had done something wrong that displeased God. And that is he touched God's anointed. And all through the years, and I've gotten much better through the years, uh, much, much better through the years when it comes to pastors suffering and going through hardships, because my heart goes out to them. I don't even care if they're in the wrong. I'm telling you, until you step into the place that we step into, you have, you can't, I'm sorry, you cannot relate to the spiritual warfare that goes on in people's lives that step on this platform. Not, it isn't, a, I don't say that, that you feel sorry for us, but that you pray for us, because that's a whole lot harder than what you think. And so my heart goes out of them. So don't touch God's anointed. Pray for them. And even if they're in the wrong, that's none of your business. You pray for them that God will bless them and bring them out on the other side to begin, become even greater than they were before. Can I have an amen? So though David had the opportunity to step into his calling, listen, through human effort, he passed it by and he trusted God with his destiny. Amen. Now turn to 1 Samuel 30. I'm going to just share the story of David and something that happened in his life to where his trust was put to the test. 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter. And in this chapter specifically, as I said earlier, um, uh, uh, David had joined up with the Philistine army, a safe place to be when the king of Israel is trying to uh, take your life. And he's out warring. As, as, as he, he and his men are out to war, they, uh, excuse me, they moved to a place called Ziklag, which was in the Philistine area. And the word Ziklag in the Greek in the in the Greek means in the Hebrew means city of grief. It means city of grief. That's what that word means. And so here he's there with his family. He's got two wives. He's got kids. Every, all the rest of them are the same. They're all you know family, and they're out warring. When they come back, the Ziklag was leveled to the ground. They literally burnt it to the ground, and they took all of their families captive. Now I want you to know this. David knew up to this point what the enemies did to the Israelites. They killed. They raped their women. They they killed their children. I mean, it was just a. It was a heartless cruel uh, time to be living. And so can you imagine what was going through the minds of those men uh, who were just suffering? And so these were perilous times for David and his men. If you agree, say amen. 
When I thought about that, I thought about the devastating fires that have happened the last few years in California uh, uh, to the recent horrific tornadoes that are going on down south to all the flooding uh, to, to where not only has there been loss of life, everything that people have worked for their entire lives is completely wiped out, completely wiped out in a moment of time. Uh, uh, businesses where men and women have saved up and, and invested in uh, have been uh, uh, ha they've lost them. Not only that, you have the farmers. There are many farmers, you guys, and I know that you know, maybe we shouldn't feel sorry for them, you know, because they get aid. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you, when farmers are prospering, it makes a positive effect on the entire nation, and including you and I. And so be empathetic. But there are farmers that this year said, this year I've got to have, a, if I don't have a crop this year, I'm not going to make it. So all of these, all of these communities are, 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 all of these communities are ziklags. People living in, in uh, living in peril, living in suffering and destruction. And uh, so what, what, what do they do? Well, let's find out what David did. Let's read verse four uh, through six. So the Bible says, uh, then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no power to weep. Uh, and David's two wives were taken captive. Verse 6. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake, his own people spoke of, uh, of, uh, of stoning him. Because the soul of the people was grieved. That word grieved means embittered. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself. I mean, just think about that. You know that he had to do that by faith. You know he did. He had to encourage himself in the Lord by faith. Come on, how many have been through just an unbelievable trial in your life? And it's, even, it's hard for you to just lift a hand and praise to God. Come on, be honest with me. I'm sure every one of us, this is difficult times. It's even hard for you to open your mouth and praise the Lord because the heaviness that's upon you, the weight that's coming against you, it's, just, it's almost overwhelming and you don't know what to do. So, we find out what David did. The Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Now, he could have joined the angered and the embittered, asking the question, why? Why us? Why me? God, why couldn't you have been there to protect the situation? Well, why? why? I, what, what did I do wrong to deserve this? But David didn't go there. The Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. And, I, uh, and what I love, it says here, what really jumped out of me, he has encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. The Lord, his God, not someone else. His, he knew who his God was. Did you hear me? He knew his, see, that's, about, that's the way it is. With you. I don't know how anybody can stand here during this kind of worship and not be humbled and, 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 and just enter into a time of reverence and worship with God. I don't know how what is going on in a person's mind and in his soul that he does not enter in and give God all the glory that is due his name. And I do it many often, many times on a Sunday, I do it by faith. Many times by faith. Because he deserves it. No matter what I've gone through, no matter what I've done. I wrote this down. I said, you know, you can live your life focused on your failures. Or you can live your life focused on God's faithfulness. And the latter will bring him glory and you the victory can have an Amen. He encouraged himself in the Lord. How? I really believe this. He did it by rehearsing the victories that God had done in his life up to that point. 
I believe, especially the many psalms that the Holy Spirit gave him early on uh, in, in, during those years of isolation on the backside of a mountain shepherding his father's sheep. Uh, ones like, this is one of my favorites, Psalms 34, I, 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. Lift your hands up and say, I will bless the Lord at all times. Amen. At all times. And David, he understood that. He said, I'm going to bless the Lord in the hard times, the difficult times, the painful times, the times when I don't understand why things are going the way they are. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear that. This is why the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Do you know who's the most humble people in your presence? It's your children. They're the most humble people in your presence. And my God, who's going to? Who's going to let them know that God is faithful but you? Even when you're going through difficult times, you will encourage them because they got faith. They've got the faith of God. They'll believe anything. Hallelujah. If you're going through something, tell them. Work, mommy and daddy are going through a difficult time. Will you believe with us? And they'll go, yes, we'll believe. And they will believe. There's no hindrances. No doubt. We often did it. Vicki often did that with our children when they were growing up. We'd be going through some difficult times. And we would, uh, I mean, there were times we were just going through hard times. Or uh, Amy would come to the bedroom and, and just pray. Angie one time came to the bedroom and just laid upon Vicki praying over her. Just going through some hard, difficult situations. Our children went through those things with us. But praise God, often it was their faith that got us through those things. And it'll be the same with you. David also encouraged himself in the Lord by rehearsing his victories over the lion and over the bear and, of course, over Goliath. Number two, what's the second thing he did? Next thing he did, the Bible says that he prayed. He prayed. James 5.16 says, The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. How many righteous people we have here today? Yeah, raise your hand if you're righteous. Of course you're righteous. You're righteous because Jesus made you righteous. You're not righteous because you do everything right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, how many of you are righteous today? Come on, lift. Amen. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. I know it's hard to participate in church. Praise the Lord. But it's good for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 1 Samuel 30, verse 7. David said to Abiathar the priest... Ahimelech's son, I pray you bring me the ephod. And Abiathar brought him the ephod. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Lord, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered him. Say, the Lord answered him. God, because I want to encourage you today. The reason, some, the reason sometimes we don't get prayers answered is because we're not asking God. And let me also say this, too, because I've been at fault of the same thing. Most of the time when we pray, we're thanking people. We're thanking God instead of asking God. Oh, Lord, I thank you that you're with me today. I thank you that you meet my need. I thank you. And that's okay. That's okay. But God wants a real communicable relationship with you. Abba, Father, you know the situation I'm in today, and I'm asking you for your help. Jesus had asked and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it'll open. Yeah. So he does want you to ask. He does. Not just assume. He wants you to ask. So David was asking. And God responded. 
And he said, you pursue and you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So listen. So he prayed. God answered. Listen. David responded. First of all, David trusted in what God said. And the Bible says that he recovered all. Everything that he had lost, he got back. See, that's what I'm believing for you. I've had setbacks in my life, and I've lost some things. But God has been so faithful to return. I'll never forget. And I, I mean, I'm, I'll never forget when my wife sat on my lap, and uh, uh, we just come to Sioux Falls. We'd only been here about a year and a half, and uh, our money ran out. And uh, the church, you know, wasn't that big. And, and, um, and uh, she said, I will never have a house, you know, because that money, that 26000 we brought, just think about it. In 1981, 26000 would have bought you a pretty nice house. And, but we, we had to live on it. And so it was gone. And, I mean, all of it was gone. All of it. It was all gone. And, and I suppose we could have starved the kids. It would have helped, but I don't know. <laughs> but it was all gone. But the good news is that God has never failed in bringing us a place to live. And he'll, be the same, he'll do the same for you. He cares about you. He really does. Say, God cares for me. Cares. Say, my father cares for me. Cares. He, he really does. Praise the Lord. We're, we're going to wind down here just by sharing a couple of scriptures that David, that David um, uh, wrote down for us to be inspired by. But before I say that, I'm going to add this. If you want God to be glorified in your life, you're going to have to be willing to trust him when things are falling apart. Amen? When things are falling apart. So let me read this. This is beautiful. I think you should give me a clap off him for getting done so quick. <laughs> How many want me to go just five minutes longer? <laughs> oh, sure. Six of you. Thank you. No, I'm just going to close with this. I'm going to close with this. Psalms 9. I just wanted to read this to you because these are inspiring scriptures that he wrote down when he's, again, you know, just think about his life. Just as a young pup, he's, he's there isolated on the backside of a mountain, shepherding his father's sheep. And, and I mean, all, that means there's, there's lions, there's, there's bears, there's all sorts of uh, hungry animals trying to get at his father's sheep. And this kid was courageous. And, but here's what he said. The Lord also... This is Psalms 9, the Amplified. The Lord also will be a refuge and a high tower for the oppressed, a refuge and a stronghold in times of trouble, high cost, destitution, and desperation. Now can you shout hallelujah? hallelujah. Now everybody do it. Hallelujah. Yeah, see, he, this is a promise to you now. I just want you to know that. Okay, he goes on and says, and they who know your name, ah, who have experience and acquaintance with your mercy will lean on and confidently put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek, inquire of, and for you on the authority of God's word and the right of their necessity. So God is there. He's right there with you. You have to be encouraged by these words. Look in Psalms 18, the New Living Translation. I love you. Let's, in fact, let's all read this together, and I want you to read it like it means something to you. Everybody? Okay, ready. I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. 
He is my shield, the strength of my salvation and my stronghold. I will call on the Lord who is worthy of praise for he saves me from my enemies. Come on, shoot your hands up and give him praise. Hallelujah. Is that awesome? I mean, ah, that's awesome. Hallelujah. And that means every enemy. I don't care if it's an enemy of, of, of your health deteriorating, an enemy of fear, an enemy of financial shaking, whatever it is, God will deliver you. God will deliver you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Psalms 37. This is two more and we're done. Psalms 37. Trust and lean on and rely on and be confident in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land and feed surely on his faithfulness. And truly you shall be fed. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he will give you the desires and the secret petitions of your heart. Hallelujah. That's so funny. When we first got married, um, we were living in, uh, I, I built, uh, we built our first house in two. No, I got time. We built our house in 2006. In, in, two, in, in 2006, we, we, it was the first house we, we built together. And, um, and we didn't have much. You know, you put stuff in the house, you hardly got anything in there. And uh, she always wanted a dining room set. And, um, and uh, dining room sets are not cheap. Well, they weren't cheap then, they're not cheap now. And so uh, she desired a dining room set. And um, she was in the, were you in the hospital having a baby? Yeah, you were, out, you were having Angie. Oh, praise the Lord. And, um, and so, uh, thank you, Angie. And so, you, you thank me. Anyway, I went to a furniture store and I bought her a dining room set. And, I, and, and of course, me being a mover, I picked it up and brought it to the, Rich probably helped me, and brought it to the house and for her. And when she got home, she had a dining room set. And I just love stuff like that because I like to surprise my wife. Praise the Lord. I, tell, I always tell her she's got the biggest nose and the biggest ears because I can never get, I can never get anything passed from her. I mean, I got it's just, yeah, it's, it's tough. Praise the Lord. Say, God is good. He goes on, delight yourself. That was the point. He's going to give you the desired secret petitions of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Roll and repose each care of your load on him. On him, lean on, rely on, trust, and be confident also in him, and he will bring it to pass. Praise the Lord. So, bow your head. Musicians, come. I want to pray for you today. And um, just encourage you, because uh, often we have found ourselves in Ziklag. Often we have found ourselves in 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 a city of grief, in times of trouble, in times of hardship, adversity, setbacks, disappointments. Oh my goodness, we have walked through them all. And I just want you to encourage anyone here today that's going through situations like this, that you feel that you're, right now you're in Ziklag, you're in that place, and you say, what do I do? What do I do? Number one, you rehearse. You rehearse the goodness of God in your life. Raise your hand if God's been good in your life since you've been saved. So rehearse those things. And number two, pray. And just listen quietly, because God will give you direction. Why do I say it? Because he said it. I can't. What's my word? My word is as good as yours. But God's word is forever. I said it's forever and ever. It's forever and ever for every generation. Just like Vicky shared that scripture. It's for every generation. Every generation. You share God's faithful. Next generation, God is faithful. Walk with God. He'll take care of you. God is faithful. We share those things because we believe them because we have experienced those things in our life. Praise the Lord. I want to bow your head and, and then we'll pray this morning. Praise the Lord. First of all, the first thing I want to deal with 
is, where's my musicians? Are they here? First thing I want to deal with today is the subject of salvation. Salvation meaning what? Are you connected with God spiritually? Are you connected with God spiritually? This is so important. And if you're not, you know it. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here. I'm here simply to introduce to you someone who really loves us and loves you. There's a, there's a song we learned when we were little tiny children. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Well, I tell you, you'll be shocked at the people in America today, the young in America that don't know that. Uh, they have been now past two or three generations of their parents and their grandparents and their great-grandparents not going to church, not teaching them, and now growing up, they don't know the love of God. They don't know any of it. All they've known is, is uh, uh, addictions and dysfunction and brokenness and loss and heartache. That's all they've known. That's why it's important, very important. I was glad when um, Sister Peterson shared that this morning about this guy. I'm telling you, until he knows that there is some kind of hope, he will live in that hopeless state. And you know what? Some stupid preacher will get up during a funeral and say, well, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. And then they even become more embittered. I wouldn't serve God if he took my daughter. I'll go find someone else to serve. But he doesn't take anybody. He does receive them, but he doesn't take them. But I want to encourage you today, if you don't have a connection with God spiritually, I just want to pray for you today and, and allow you to be reunited to the Lord your God, your creator, the one who cares mostly about you than any other. He completely, he, he looks beyond every shortcoming, every fault, every failure, every mistake, every wrong choice you've ever made in your life. He looks, he looks completely beyond that and looks in the center of your heart and knows that if you'll allow Jesus to come in, that that precious Lord will change you from the inside out. But you have to give him your will. You have to surrender to him. That is what salvation is. It's you surrendering your spirit or your heart to the Lord and allow him to come into your heart. Now, if there's anybody like that, say, Pastor, I want to surrender my life to Christ today. Just lift your hand. I'll pray for you. Anybody. It can be a young person, older person, anybody here. Because I don't want to leave here. I know, you know, it's summertime. We've got a lot of people gone today. But I don't want to assume everybody here not walking with God. I want you to stand, please. Thank you, God. Praise you, Master. Bless you, Holy One. Would you bow your head? Just, just lift your hands for a moment. We're, we're one minute from closing. I just want you to, just for a moment, thank the Lord for his word this morning and thank him that he is your Savior. And, 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 and just tell the Lord right now, in your heart, with your mouth, say, Lord, I'm trusting you with my life. Just tell him that. Just tell him that. Just tell him that. Now, Abba Father, I pray for people that are in Ziklag today. God, I thank you that you are our deliverer. Come on, everybody, praise him for that. God, thank, thank you. Father, thank you. I know God, Vicky and I and others, our friends of ours have been in that city. We've been in that place where we didn't know what to do. But God, thank you that we could rehearse your victories. We could rehearse the times that you literally changed things that were in the natural not changeable. 
You did that, God, and we give you praise. Can you give him praise right now for things like this? Thank you, God. And Father, we all today pray for one another. And God, we pray because if we haven't been there, we will be there one day. But God, thank you. We don't have to live there. Hallelujah. We don't have to live there. Well, I give you praise for that. But those today, God, that are grieving, God, because they've, they've suffered loss, that, God, they're in dire situations even this day. I praise you, God, that David prayed and you answered his prayers. Hallelujah. And you gave him direction, God. And I'm asking you for the same thing in the coming hours and days. That even as they literally open up the Bible, you will give them a verse, hallelujah, that they need to stand on, God. I praise you for that. Because you said it is faith that pleases you. And you said that faith comes by hearing and hearing your word. So I'm believing, God, that they will hear from heaven. Hallelujah. And they will rejoice, God, to hear your voice. And God, I thank you that they will trust you for what you have said to them. God, thank you. Strengthen your church this morning. Strengthen them inwardly. Hallelujah. God, I thank you. I declare that our church family are going to run their race and finish it in Jesus' precious name. So God, thank you for quickening each one here today. And God, as they leave here today, I praise you, God. You go with them by your precious Holy Spirit to lead them, to guide them, to protect them, to provide for them. And I give you praise for that now in Jesus' name. Now everybody give them a good shout of praise. Come on, give them a good shout of praise. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning service at 10 o'clock. We also have our midweek service every week on Wednesday nights from seven to eight. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.